so. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, we are back with the different kinds of therapy there are. There's a bunch. Yeah. In this one, um, I would have to say that we just found on Google. Uh, I just like looked up types of therapy and there's a like a large list. Now you can find like really in-depth types of therapy there are on Psychology Today and it says types of therapy. And then we're also going to talk about, which I'm super excited for, is the type of therapy we use. Ooh. Mine is boring, but Amanda's what? No. <laughs> Amanda's is really cool. So I'm excited to get there. But yeah, let's just, I guess, start with, you want to just kind of run through the different kinds of therapy that you found just to kind of give an idea of there's not just one kind of therapy. Yeah. And we're, we, we are, like we say in the beginning of each one, we are not therapist. <laughs> so um, we're just going to kind of name what we were given. And I'm sure there's a bajillion different more types, but these are just like the few that were, that stood out most to us that we kind of know. So cognitive behavioral therapy is focuses on thoughts and behaviors. Uh, interpersonal psychotherapy focuses on relations or major life events. Psychotherapy is talk therapy. Mind, Mindfulness-based uh, cognitive therapy is based on the mind. <laughs> Behavior therapy is action-oriented. Psychodynamics is long-term approach. Hum- humanistic psychology is a philosophical approach. Cognitive therapy is changing thought patterns and can be used uh, for anxiety and depression. And then behavioral activation is helping people take steps towards a better life, like people with depression taking small itty-bitty steps. So, awesome. Yeah. So those are just the few that we found of the, sh- the different types that we, you know, stood out to us that are pretty common, I feel like. So a lot of them are talk therapy. So that kind of thing. Yeah. And I really, I guess mine's just talk therapy. Like, I don't know any any details now i'm like interested in kind of learning more and now i'm going to ask my therapist like okay what kind of therapy is this um (laughs) give me that information yes but um yeah so first i want to know first before we get into mine because mine i can get a little lengthy and a little wordy (laughs) but with your talk therapy is it zoom or is it Mm. in person or how has it changed with covid yeah so this question made me sad because it was in person. It was like 10 minutes down the road from my house. I loved her uh, space where she held her sessions. Um, it was very warm and cozy. And I loved being one-on-one with her and in this safe space. And now with COVID, I'm, I'm thankful that I can still go to therapy, but it is different. It's on Zoom. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just do it at my house. I do it in my most comfortable chair. When my husband and I go to therapy, we make sure the other person is totally out of the house. So I do appreciate that. That's um, awesome. That's yeah. a great role to have. It's I, I can imagine that's like pretty difficult in bigger households. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do that because I would still feel uncomfortable. Not that I'm like talking crap about him or anything. Right. Sometimes I do, but <laughs> no, of course. Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like I want this space to be just for me and my therapist, right. which is why I loved going in person. So Zoom is a little hard. Um, like I wouldn't want to do it just in a different room in a house. In the house, it's it's nice to have this whole space for myself. Right. So I That's am awesome. thankful for that. Um, it's harder on Zoom. It's not as personable, but. 
it's still way better than nothing. So yeah. it's it's good. Good. It gets the job done. Good. <laughs> um, I actually was talking to my therapist about it because she does both. Mm-hmm. Um, You're still which, doing it in person I'm outside, right? S- yeah, I'm still yeah. doing And I'll, I'll get a little bit more into why that is in a little bit. But I still do... I still do in person, but she actually does both types of therapy in person, outdoors like me, but she also does Zoom calls. So she doesn't go into office anymore, mm-hmm. um, just with restrictions. Now, the reason that I go still in person is mine is outdoors, six feet, and I actually interact with a horse. <laughs> I don't, so cool. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really interact. I do have talk therapy also, kind of beginning or end, just depending on how I'm feeling that week, but I don't really interact with her i'm you know six feet all the safety precautions all of that kind of thing i just interact with the horse so um my type of therapy and i will i'm gonna read a little bit of something that kind of describes exactly what i do because i can't put it into words what i do it's it's a little bit it's called equine assisted psychotherapy now say that five times yeah (laughs) now i do want to say all types of therapy i hate the word psycho I don't know if I'm saying it wrong. I don't know, like, if there's a better way to say it that's not psycho. But I hate the start of that because it makes people think that you have to be psycho to go to therapy. I never thought about that. I don't know why my brain picks up on that every time I say it. But I stutter on that word every time because I don't want to say psycho. Interesting. Um, Unpack that later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... I go to equine-assisted psychotherapy with mounted work, which is similar to anybody that uh, knows EMDR, is eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And no, I'm not going to say that five times fast. (laughs) So what that actually entails, let me go ahead and pull up my little snippet here. It's an experiential form of therapy that involves working with horses to address issues resulting from traumatic events or traumatic effects of abuse, neglect, combat, grief, and loss, eating disorders, depression, anxiety, chronic illness, and the adverse life circumstances. So, you know, when you have therapy, anxiety, you develop negative coping mechanisms if you're trying to do it on your own sometimes. Yes. You will kind of wire your brain incorrectly (laughs) kind of how it goes um when you're trying to do it on your own when you're in that trauma um experience so your wires get a little cross when that kind of thing happens so that's kind of what this really supports is rewiring your brain but the reason that horses are super i guess important in this type of therapy is because they're prey animals so and i'm going to read a little bit more of this but because Horses are prey animals. They spend a lot of time in their brain stem. So it's, it's a little technical here. But um, it's so it's flight, flight, and freeze um, and or freeze. So you have like three options when you come into a traumatic or a scary situation. You can stand there and just freeze and look and be like, oh, my gosh. So sometimes, you know, if you get scared, you're just like, ah, like, and you just stop what you're doing. <laughs> um, that's freeze. There's flight. You can run away. Right. Or you can fight it. You can fight whatever's attacking you. So because they're prey animals, they kind of have to make that thought process. Now, with trauma victims, they have that same type, those same three options. So whenever you get into a traumatic event, you either fight it, you 
you know, run away from it or you freeze, stop, dead still, don't know what to do kind of thing. So it kind of makes a connection on that stance of these animals do this constantly because they're prey animals. And this is something that you've been through because of trauma. So with my type of therapy, it's very much trauma-based, very much trying to figure out the fight, flight, or freeze, you know, whenever you rework a trauma in your brain, you kind of have those same reactions over and over again. So it's kind of coming out of that. Now, what can also, what I kind of hit on a little bit was EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is done mounted. So you're riding the horse. And the reason that is, is because the horse's movements provide the bilateral stimulation for the brain and body to work through traumatic memories so that the toxic emotion residue can be neutralized and cease to control one's neurological response system. Now, I know it sounds like a lot of mumbo jumbo. <laughs> a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. But basically, the as you're riding the horse, um, and it's not just like a free-for-all, like you're just saddle, bridle, riding around for fun. Like, it's, it's nothing like that. You're on a saddle pad, so a saddle pad that's basically your bareback almost. And you're not holding any reins. You're not touching anything. You're literally just sitting there. What? And somebody holds in like, kind of like a pony show. I don't, okay. Like when you're young and you go to the circus or, you know, you have like a little pony for like a So they've got like the, the thing in their mouth. They don't, they they use, don't have the thing in their mouth. Okay. What do they use? What's attached to them that the person leads them? Uh, it's a halter and a lead rope. Okay. <laughs> so what is that? So basically something goes on their head. It's called a halter, right? And nothing goes in their mouth okay. because somebody is leading them around. Now, if you're riding is when the stuff goes in their mouth. Ah, yeah. Interesting. So. Okay, cool. I'm learning things. Yes. Um, and if you don't ride horses, you wouldn't know that. But um, so, yeah. So what happens is as you're riding this horse, um, you're you're not doing anything. So you don't have to actually think you know, oh, I have to sit up straight. I have to do, you're just sitting there. Your hands are used to pet the fur to kind of bring you back to grounding techniques. So the therapist will talk, you'll walk around in a circle or in a field or whatever, and they'll lead the horse as they talk with you, bringing up traumatic experiences. Now they don't just like jump right in and they're like, oh, this is the worst of it. You know, here's your traumatic experience. Think about it. (laughs) Like it, it doesn't happen like that. It's They'll pick something that revolves around it and um, maybe a feeling that you had or something like that. And the horse's movement kind of grounds you so that as you work through that traumatic experience, you're not floating away in the mental mindset of where you were in the trauma. Oh, wow. Okay, so basically it like keeps you in the present moment. Exactly. As as you're working through it, it keeps you present because if you... It's easy to spiral if you don't have Exactly, like intrusive thoughts, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Same type of mindset is if you think about this traumatic experience, you spiral. You go anxiety, you know, full-blown anxiety attack, all of that stuff to prevent that. The grounding, the movement of the horse, all of that keeps you in the present as you work through that experience. And so then, you know, as you do it more often and more often and more often, you, it, it doesn't just go away, but it makes you, th- like, if you bring up that thought, it doesn't necessarily, like, take you away to this anxiety-ridden place. It it keeps you present because you've learned the techniques of keeping you present in that moment, and you can work through those feelings. So 
it's a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> um, um, I also, it's not all mounted, so I don't just get on and ride the horse. I also do connection work with the horse every single time, unless it's like raining, you know, because it is outdoors. But the connection piece is, so you, <laughs> so each place that you've, or, okay, so the place that you go has a group of horses that you can work with. So you don't work with the same horse every time? You do. Oh, okay. So like when you go, when you go initially, like for your Mm. first visit, you look at all these different horses and you can interact with each and every one of them. And you go up, you see how you feel about it. It's kind of like feeling out a person if you want to be their friend or not. Uh Uh-huh. So you kind of just like go up and see them and interact with them and see like how's, how's their, you know, each horse is different, just like each person's different. So. Um, I found a horse, so I've had to move once. Um, they had to move just locations, just, you know, due to everything going on. Mm-hmm. When they moved, I, I was originally with a horse named Summer. Cute. Who was adorable. And then I moved on to this new horse named Star. So she's kind of oh. my gal now. I love her so much. I love those names. I know. They're, they're so, so cute. Sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just, you know, I I chose her. And actually what happened was I was working with a different horse. We didn't really like click very well. Like we were okay, but it just didn't feel right. And I do have somebody there with me. They don't just throw me in a pen with a horse. <laughs> like it's not just like a go have at it, you know. There, There's somebody there that watches and makes sure that everything's good, like a horse actual specialist. Now, I grew up around horses, so I, I do know a little bit about them. So I do know, like, the signs of, like, if they're angry, you know, or if they're That's really helpful. anxious. Yeah. So I do know that, but they do have somebody on site just in case. So as we're, you know, as I'm learning through all of this stuff, it just, it's really cool how much animals can kind of pick up on things and it just makes my type of therapy I don't know that I would be able to just do straight talk therapy anymore Mm -hmm. because I need one the connection that I don't currently get (laughs) Um, everyone needs connection yeah and so you know it's just I don't know it's an amazing experience if you ever get the chance to try it or do it please do because I've People always say that animals are just so intuitive, and that's it's very, very true. And horses are one of those types of animals that you just to build that connection is amazing. So, so basically, like, uh, tell me if I'm getting this wrong, but a horse would kind of be able to tell if you are, an- like, highly anxious before you even realize you're super anxious. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. I'll I'll give you one example. My very first session with Summer. So, right when I started therapy, I chose her because she seemed very sweet. I needed somebody at that time with a very gentle nature because I was so scattered and my anxiety, I was having the uh, anxiety attacks every day at this point. So I, um, (laughs) so when I went into the round pen with her, I was like standing there and I was, I was talking through this thing and it just popped up something with my trauma popped up and I just like started talking about it. It was very natural, but I start getting beyond anxious like we're talking first you know session outside with a horse and I hadn't talked about my trauma yet so I'm like I'm starting to talk about it I'm my therapist like and all of a sudden I feel this like I'm petting I'm petting the horse and she just like bumps into me Mm. and I'm like on the side of her and I'm like what in the world she was like well she she saw you getting anxious a little bit and you you laughed when she bumped when she bumped you out of it and it are you really anxious anymore and I was like 
well, well, no. Wow. <laughs> she was like, yeah, she kind of felt that. She needed, needed to bring you back down to the present. I want to hug a horse now. I know. <laughs> it's so sweet. And when they hug you, and they and they do hug you, I don't care what anybody says. <gasps> I, like, was petting Star the other day, and she, like, put her head over my shoulder and, like, put it down so I could rub her ears. And I was like, this is a hug. This is a horse hug. Good lord, that's <laughs> sweet. I'm like, yeah. I have tears in my eyes. That's yeah. So cute. It's, it makes you feel... Like you're chosen. I don't know how else to put it. It's like you're the chosen one. Yeah. It's you're, and then awesome. you're accepted as yeah. you are by this whole Exactly. Like even in your worst times, like even yeah. even as you're having There's a panic no judgment. attack. No judgment, nothing. It's just, it's awesome. So, and horses are badass animals too. Oh, they're awesome. Like, so they're cool. so cool. <laughs> I want to be liked by a horse. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it just, I don't know, the type of therapy, I didn't know it was even a thing. I just stumbled upon it. I was so lucky that I did. And how interesting that, yeah, I mean, I guess you found it because you were interested in horses, but yeah, who knew that you would have horse therapy? Yeah. Like I, I had turned off of horses so long ago in my life. Cause I was like, man, they, I just don't think they like me. Like, wow. <laughs> I don't even think that this is something I should do. And then I came across it and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just try it a little bit more. And then I was like, this isn't even about horses anymore. This is yeah. about me now. And, helping myself and oh, it just cool. now I get to do it I say I love it I also hate it but <laughs> yeah we'll get to that but the horses make it a little bit better <laughs> yeah so. and I think hearing your story made, made me realize that there are so many kinds of therapy that you know we all have different traumas challenges or you know just different life experiences so not one therapy is for everyone like you don't need to go to just regular talk therapy like there's different if you love horses, like mm-hmm. maybe try this out. There's if, there's dog therapy. Yeah. Like there's dog therapy. Um, I mean, people take dogs for therapy, like into homes and um, other places. Like there's there's so many different types. Animals included, animals not included. Like there's just so many things you can do. <laughs> yeah. There's probably like therapy for all kinds of hobbies that people have. So it's oh, like your yeah. special interest. Look into it to see what kind of therapy. Art there therapy. Is. Yeah, yeah. Art therapy is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Even like, I mean, I know yoga isn't therapy, but like the, I saw mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, and I don't know what all that entails, but I know from my experience doing yoga like on my own, um, when you have the tools to use, like when you know how to use it, it's really nice to like when you move your body into a funky shape that you're not used to putting your body into i mean it would bring up a lot of emotions for me like whoa when i do pigeon pose why am i crying all of a sudden like today was a great day (laughs) oh and pigeon post is oh it's hard to explain um (laughs) (laughs) i feel like Uh, me and my halter and lead rope thing yeah (laughs) i'm like i don't know what that is Uh, google google okay i got it it has to do with the hips though and based off of what i learned like i don't know how scientific this is but um, from my experience and from other people's experience, we tend to like hold a lot of unresolved emotions and thoughts in our hips. Like mm-hmm. that's a very common place. So sometimes people even have hip problems if they have a lot of unresolved shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you like stretch your hip in a way that you're not used to, sometimes it's like it bring. It's crazy how it just like a movement in your body can bring up trauma or like. Yeah. Thoughts that you've never – you haven't thought of in years and years and years. Right. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. There actually is – I don't know if you know this, but there is a yoga-based trauma therapy. 
oh my gosh, I'm so dumb because my one of my really good friends is a yoga informed. Pause. Okay, I'm not dumb. Okay, you can keep going now. <laughs> I forgot. I don't know how I forgot. It's okay. Um, yeah, I have a good friend that's a trauma informed yoga teacher and we're actually going to have her on the podcast <gasps> for an interview and i'm oh my gosh so excited i'm about excited it. yeah she's awesome so yeah look forward to that coming out very soon we'll keep you guys posted but yes of course yeah and we're gonna wrap this one up just because we each of these is very very important um so we're gonna wrap this little mini episode up a little bit right now and then we will kind of jump into another part that's actually out now <laughs> yeah so keep an eye out or i guess just scroll down or scroll up i don't know where it is on your screen for our next topic about why therapy is hard and why we love therapy Yay. <laughs> see you then thanks for listening bye